0: Welcome to the Elite Foundation's podcast, how to build an elite foundation physically and mentally to win at life. No theory, just real world results. Your hosts are Dr. Emil, ex-emergency doctor, entrepreneur, and health coach, and myself, Itamar, ex-Israeli special forces, jiu-jitsu black belt, and mindset expert. Welcome to today's episode, guys. Today, Emil will be talking about something very interesting, about the holy grail of losing fat while also gaining muscle. Emil, please take it away.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So this one is, on the surface, a little bit less mindset psychology. But actually, this is kind of a primal desire that people want, that people want to shoot for. And there is a lot of psychology in it. So, you know, I'll be tagging Itamar in to discuss some of that with us. And I will be revealing the secrets of how to lose fat and gain muscle At the same time, along with a case study, a chap called Chris, that is his real name. He's blogged about this transformation. um, And yeah, we can basically go from there. So on the absolute surface, this is the holy grail. A lot of people get into uh, a health transformation because they want to look better, at least initially. And then health is kind of there as well. Looking better is a very tangible goal, right? You want to look better in clothes. You want to interact better in the world, all this kind of stuff. Um, health is a great goal, but it less tangible for a lot of people. And often people have less muscle than they think. And when they lose fat, they kind of appear perhaps a little bit skinny and that's not an appearance they want. So they want to gain muscle, lose fat at the same time. And this is driven by the fitness industry where, you know, actors, for movie roles, they have these crazy transformations. Um, Instagram is full of these crazy transformations of, of people who appear to be gaining muscle, losing fat at the same time. And because it's the Holy grail marketing obviously whips that up into a frenzy. So then people come to me and say, right, this is what I want to achieve. And the question is, can it happen at the same time? Yes. Hit me.
0: Can it happen naturally? At the same time because also like obviously a lot of people in hollywood are on that sauce they're taking some extra uh, extra stuff and i think that's a big question can this stuff happen naturally in a healthy way
1: so yeah so so essentially the short answer can it happen naturally at the same time yes short answer now in the marketing how does it happen so a lot of the actors a lot of Bodybuilders, whatever else, will be using steroids. Now, when you're taking steroids, you can gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. And actually, there was a study where people, I think for twelve weeks, took steroids. I don't think they even exercised, and they gained kilos of muscle. Wow! Um, and lost body fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is this is wow. not. You you just up the body's testosterone levels, and the body just creates a new set point it's like okay we need to be just much more jacked because testosterone says go um so that that is one way of doing it and that is again why people come and want to achieve this goal now the other way of apparently doing it is if you have significant muscle already when you have excess body fat it can hide the muscle and then when you lose the muscle it suddenly looks like you have gained a load of muscle. And it looks like you've suddenly gotten totally jacked, even though you've actually just dropped weight. And spoiler alert, this is part of what happens in, in this transformation, Chris had a very good, strong training background. And this is why I say to people, look, muscle gain is compound interest. Just start gaining muscle. It's only ever gonna be positive. It's only ever gonna pay dividends. So just start doing it. Because even if you don't really notice anything crazy in two years time, when you do take this more seriously, you've got two years of investing, in air quotes, under your belt. And even if it's small amounts, it's still started to build up. It's still started to build momentum on the flywheel. So those are the ways that kind of social media frosts this up, makes this look super exciting. But can it actually happen for a normal person under normal circumstances? And the answer is yes, who's not on the juice. Yeah, I mean, I don't consider juice normal circumstances.
0: Yeah, but I think that's for, like, from a side side perspective, when I hear about that, I'm curious to hear, because I always thought that was only possible, again, if you're taking that kind of stuff but i didn't know that was supposed to be something that could happen naturally
1: yeah so there's there's a few scenarios where this can happen naturally and basically what we're leveraging is what is fondly known as newbie gains so if you are Mm. brand new to the gym then you are this like untouched you know you've got so much potential muscle growth it's like when anything starts there's there's an increase there's a a rapid increase so in this case you can gain muscle and lose fat at the same time because you're going from zero to one that's an infinite increase right going from 10 to 11 is is small so an elite athlete might be going from 100 to 101 which is a very very small increase but going from zero to one is an infinite increase so that's one opportunity now if you have a training history and have gotten injured or stopped training due to lockdown, then you might lose a little bit of that muscle. And some of that will be just aesthetically wise because your uh, your muscles will deplete of glycogen, you'll look a little bit flat, you'll gain a bit of fat, you'll look like you've lost muscle and you'll lose a little bit of muscle. So again, coming back from injury, coming back from layoff, it looks like you're rapidly gaining muscle while you're losing body fat. And actually, this is what I did at the beginning of the year after the lockdowns in in Portugal. I was had enough of home workouts. I was done. And I didn't train for four, five, six weeks, something like that. Can't remember. I walked. I was healthy, but I just couldn't be bothered doing push-ups. And then I got back to the gym, was training five, six days a week out in the sun. I got a really nice tan. I started losing body fat. And the, the trainers in the gym were just like, what the hell happened? And I'm just like, I haven't trained for six weeks. I've got a very good history of training and I lost some body fat and tan always helps. So that's the other, the other scenario. And then, so can I ask one question about this? Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: So one way is people like they recover their muscle because like you said, there's more glycogen in it. There's more liquid. It's like, it looks bigger, but is it true also that there's this kind of muscle memory where once you've gotten to a certain level, it's exactly. easier for you to get back to 90 than it is to work your way to 90. Yeah. Is that true as well? Yeah.
1: Exactly that. And that's a great question. I forgot to mention that. So when you build muscle, I talk about it being compound interest. It's hard to gain and it's hard to lose because as you build it, not only do you build the muscle cells and you build the muscle, but you build satellite cells, you build a scaffolding for muscle and those don't disappear. So even though the muscle might shrink in size after a layoff, the the infrastructure remains. Mm. So when you rebuild, everything's already there, ready to go. So that essentially is what muscle memory is. So you gain the muscle back rapidly, and there's a study, and I'm going to misquote it, but essentially it was a professional footballer who got injured, took six months off training, which is an awful thing to do, to take it off entirely, and then got back into it and gained more muscle than they had within a relatively short period of time. Again, maybe six months, but bearing in mind that they took six months off training, which most people would think of as like, you know, do suicide. you even lift? Or you're suicide. Exactly but within a short period of time a number of months he was he had exceeded what he had before so the muscle memory kicks in and then he just kept going okay probably also because prior to that he was overtrained and he actually rested and now was fresh and, and going again so there's lots that, of factors that happened
0: there. to me man it's, it's interesting so like when i stopped being a professional athlete in jiu and competing all the time outside i went to counterterrorism i just went up a weight class
1: even though i was still the yep.
0: same like amount of leanness i grew by like six kilos because so all of a sudden my body was rusting bit. i didn't know that i was overtrained yeah. for years yeah
1: yeah so overtraining is is a, a insidious uh process that often you don't realize especially when you're very mentally driven um and forced rest can sometimes be the only way to to rest <laughs> yeah. um so that will also play in a part uh, play a part in gaining muscle um at the same okay. time
0: so we got newbie games, um, training laws and what's the other way
1: to do this so so the final one is part of what happens with chris so the the first part of what happened with chris was was the fat loss and i'll get onto that in a moment the second part was he had a training program he was training he'd been training for a while what we did is we optimized the program jacked up the volume and jacked up the intensity and again you can't do this infinitely but when you when you do this what you're essentially doing is you're relatively coming back from a layoff so it's like you're cruising and then all of a sudden you blast it so
0: so would this be what I would consider a training camp somebody going to training camp before a fight or whatever maybe similar very that? similar
1: exactly that okay. exactly that and and this wasn't intentional per se but we optimize the program i train with relatively high volume bodybuilding style i don't like low reps so that happens so what does and then, that mean
0: but, what, what does that mean emil for like I, I don't understand it. how many reps do you do a set so what does that mean
1: very very often uh, uh, people will do um five five reps because they want to build strength. You know, all the internet says build strength, five reps, five by five, six reps, something like that. I prefer higher, eight to twelve. And the reason I prefer higher reps is because you're infinitely less likely to get injured yeah. with higher reps. Yeah. And and the biggest thing that's going to end your muscle building career is getting injured. So I'm I overemphasize injury avoidance and it serves me and my clients very very well if you get injured training in the gym you're doing it wrong like if you play a sport, jiu and someone twists your shoulder out you can't really control that, shit happens but in the gym you control all the variables so if you get injured in the gym you're doing it wrong you need to look at that
0: yeah like honestly this is a kind of a uh a flash for me to recognize that something I'm doing is wrong because I used to just do the strength the low reps but that's also because I wanted to stay at a certain weight class I was really I didn't want to get bigger I wanted to be strong for my weight class but now when relative strength isn't that important to me like being healthy and not injured is important to me I probably need to switch my stuff around
1: yeah I mean honestly like as we get older the biggest thing that stops people apart from life like you know being busy and and whatever is getting injured niggles And nothing is more of a a demotivator than having to stop every six weeks because of a niggle, an injury or whatever else. And honestly, a huge part of the coaching is navigating injuries, uh, programming in a way to look at injuries and work around them and programming in such a way, programming workouts in such a way that people don't get injured as as, as much as possible. So when... When we started working with Chris, we tweaked the program was, so it was more volume. Bearing in mind, did he was you tell already us what training he was hard. Doing?
0: what was he doing before? Like, what did you change to?
1: I mean, so it was just the strength piece. It was just the strength piece. And because my background is bodybuilding, um, I moved it into a bodybuilding thing. So it wasn't like I want to jack up the volume and, and make you train like crazy. It was just, this is how I train. Um, this is how I program for the injury reasons. And, and that's usually more volume. So it was, yeah. As I said, lower reps, strength. You know, people get kind of lost down the strength rabbit hole, which is fine. But is your goal to become a, a you know, a world record strong person? I mean, we want to be strong, but it's kind of moot in the modern world. And you can still be strong with ten or twelve reps. Like if you do twelve reps on three hundred pounds, you're strong, right? You don't need to do a single rep on. 400 like no one cares it's not a world record no one cares like just just forget (laughs) about it (laughs) um so anyway that was that was the main thing We, we upped the volume not on purpose but that's just how i how i program and then because he was being accountable because he was doing a process because he was in a program he just trained harder and trained with more intensity so all of these things together meant that it was almost as if he was cruising on a layoff and then suddenly we we upped the game. And that would also then have caused muscle gain.
0: So why did this also cause him to lose fat at the same time? Is it because he was also upping his so, intensity?
1: So now this is the magic. Now the the issue with trying to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time is you have two opposing goals. They're opposite. One's catabolic breakdown of fat one's anabolic buildup of muscle and apart from these sort of unique circumstances it's it's very very hard to do so no even with these unique circumstances it's very very hard to do and there's a chinese proverb which uh talks about this is if you chase two rabbits you'll miss both and this is what people do they go into this they think they're a fucking magical special snowflake and that they can achieve these two things at the same time and they can't, right? And I've tried this as well. It's just very, very hard. And it's very, very hard because you're looking for two different goals, which are opposite. And also when you're doing two different goals, which are opposite, things happen much slower and it's not very visible what's happening because you're not losing much fat and you're not really gaining much muscle. So you just need to commit to the process for 12 months at least. And we call this body recomp. It's really fucking hard. Like, especially if you're kind of shake, a bit shaky on the discipline, a bit shaky on the on the habits, trying to hit two things where you can't really see any progress, low low motivation because of that, means you just need to be 100% in love with the process and doing it for the sake of it. And that is really, really hard. Does that make sense?
0: Kind of. I'm not following what this one-year thing is, though. Is that you're saying? Basically, hmm. you're just going to do one bulking phase and then one leaning phase? Or uh, I'm not following here.
1: No, no, no. So... Essentially, if you want to build muscle and and gain fat at the same time, then you just need to do it for a long time for anything to happen, because the process is going to be slow. So fat loss happens Mm. relatively quickly. You can lose a pound to two pounds per week. Muscle gain happens very, very slowly. And this will come back to this later. If you try to do both at the same time, then neither of them really happen in any Visible, measurable way, like they can happen in theory, and they're probably happening in the background because of the methods that we've described. But realistically, as you look at it, it feels like nothing is happening. So you just have to trust. The
0: scale also doesn't change because you're gaining nothing. Really changes a little bit of fat. It just
1: I nothing see. really changes. And Does psychologically, your
0: change or is that? Yeah, also you you, re-
1: you might get stronger. You might get stronger, but you won't get as strong as if you were focusing purely on strength
0: yes okay
1: so it's just very very hard and then doubts kick in it's like oh my weight's dropped a little bit am i losing muscle oh my weight's going up too much am i getting too fat oh i'm not really sure what's happening you give up you change the plan so this is what ends up happening people start on this process and then they feel they're a bit fat and then they start dieting and then they they feel i'm too skinny and then they start building muscle and they're not doing anything for long enough to make it worthwhile and instead of actually achieving anything they get 12 months down the line and they've achieved nothing and what happens then is they give up because they're like this isn't for me for whatever reason this isn't for me and often that is where people come to me and that's probably where chris was at when he came to me like he he was in decent shape but for the amount of work he was putting in mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good right he was training 5 days yeah. a week he was he was eating kind of bro you know, lots of meats and vegetables. And he was just like, he, he didn't really look like he lifted. And that's not cool. When you've been doing that for a couple of years, you're like, okay, this is shit.
0: So on your onboarding call, did you ask him that if he even lifts, bro? Or
1: was that... <laughs> do, on you, do you even... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening to this.
1: No, no, no. But, you know, we, we, we had this frank discussion. And what I say to people is, look, I know you want to lose fat, And gain muscle at the same time now because of the speed of these things muscle gain is slow fat loss is fast what i recommend let's lose the fat first because this is rapid we can see it week to week you build up motivation you build up discipline and then once you've gotten lean then you can double down on the long process of muscle gain because you've already got buy into the process you trust it works and you've built up three four five months of discipline which will allow you to to Keep going in the muscle gain phase. If you try and gain muscle from the word go, you don't see anything happening, really. You lose motivation. It's covered up up anyway. But at least, exactly. And if you try and do both, it's even slower. If you do fat loss first, you see rapid results. Gone.
0: Question When you gain muscle, isn't usually also you add fat on top of it because you're not going to be exactly the right calories and blah, blah, blah. You're just a. Okay.
1: Correct. So you're saying this is part of the game. So this is another thing is when people often come to me and they say, I want to gain muscle, but they're also a little bit chubby for want of a better word. I say, look, you can start by gaining muscle, but what will happen is after two months, you'll feel fat and want to diet. And you're not allowed to start a muscle gain phase unless you commit to it for at least six months, ideally 12, because it just takes time. So what I recommend is you diet first to give yourself leeway, to build muscle. And actually even when we talk about bulking building muscle there's caveats and nuance there which I'll which I'll touch on. So on the conversation with Chris he was like I want to you know lose fat build muscle at the same time. I'm like awesome let's do it a slightly different way. Let's lose the fat. You might build muscle in the process. But the goal is fat loss. The goal is the scales going down towards the back ends of the diet. Your strength might even decrease. Don't worry, the muscle's not going anywhere. As long as you're training, as long as you're eating protein, your muscle's not going anywhere and it will come back with a vengeance. But psychologically, this is the best way to approach this. This is how you're going to be able to sustain it long-term. This is a platform for long-term success. This is going to break your cycle of bullshit, sort of. So Chris wasn't the big guy. 155 pounds, and I was like, "Look, there's probably there's over 10 pounds to lose." And he panicked. He was like, "No way in hell! Like I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna disappear." And I'm like, "Okay, look, let's start with losing five pounds. Look, you can you've got a belly. Let's start by losing five pounds, and we'll go from there." He lost five pounds. Started to look better. Muscles started to pop a little bit. New veins. Yeah. He was like, "Okay, this is cool. I'm in for this." He was training hard. He was loving it. Let's drop another five pounds. Dropped another five pounds. Okay, I actually feel pretty good. This I look even better now. Let's drop another five pounds. And in total, over five months, he dropped 18 pounds. So down to like 135, oh, wow. just over that. And he didn't think he had 18 pounds to lose. He thought he would disappear. He was like, he was terrified of the fact. He's like, I haven't been this weight since I was, I don't know, 18, something like that. Like, I don't want to look like an 18-year-old. And I was like, bro, I mean, you don't have to trust me, but let's sort of let's start to buy uh, build this buy and build this believability and this is all on him he was like let's do a little bit more let's do a little bit more let's do a little bit more and at the end of the process he dropped nearly 20 pounds he looked like he gained 20 pounds of muscle yeah and i mean have have you seen this photo of him i'm just i'm just going to share the screen there yeah i mean that's five months and bearing in mind on the left here, and I'll, I'll put this in the show notes, bearing in mind on the left here, this is, he'd already been lifting and dieting for ages. He just didn't look really like he lifted. And then on the right, after five months of, I mean, not to blow smoke up my own ass, but working with me, he suddenly looked like a cover model.
0: Yeah, he looks like an athlete. Again, exactly, in the he looks picture, like he actually, looks, he actually Yeah, he actually looks like an athlete. Like somebody big, oh, he's yeah. actually very physically active. He's an athlete.
1: Yeah, yeah. And on the left... Like he was also I mean, it's five months difference in his whole life. I mean, he was just uh, 30, 31, something like that. So five months, like you can make significant change. So this is pure fat loss. However, he did probably gain muscle at the same time. Probably just because we upped the intensity. Um, you know, we wh- whatever else. Maybe do you, you ever know, do body sort of composition
0: s- tests and all that with their clients to see on this?
1: Is it it doesn't change pain anything. Yeah. No, no, it's not a pain in the butt. We have access to it. People love showing me those results, but it doesn't change what I'm going to do. But as far as the,
0: it doesn't help their motivation, like you're saying the motivation here is such a big thing from what I hear from you, is that, having that it,
1: data to show them doesn't somehow ease the tension that you are on the right track. It doesn't change anything. Right. And like if you do a body comp test at the beginning, it gives data regardless of what, look, regardless of whether he actually gains any muscle or not. It makes no He's difference. And actually, if That's the right. body comp if the body comp test showed that he didn't gain any muscle, that would piss him off. If it showed that he did gain muscle, it would just be aligned with what lo- what looks like happened and what I'm so saying. There's nothing, which, yeah, there's nothing to be gained. And look, if he, maybe he lost a little bit of muscle, and that, then that will shit on everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he looks like he gained 20 pounds. And look, I'm expecting we're in a diet phase. I'm expecting anything maybe he'll lose muscle but it doesn't matter because as i said at the beginning I'm assuming he hasn't trained for 6 months he'll get even more than he had before within a very short period of time yeah so okay. he's now in a great place with discipline he's bought entirely into the process he's got 6 or 12 months of muscle gain to go here because he's lean so he's he's psychologically primed he's physiologically primed to gain muscle so even if he has lost a little bit, which I doubt looking at the photos, to be honest, he's in a great position across yeah, the board, uh, whereas before he's been flip-flopping around. Positive. Exactly, exactly. And then the next step from there is people are like, right, I'm going to bulk now. I say apps are really not. Because the second you say you're going to bulk... You're going to get fat
0: because you give yourself permission. Oh, I'm in bulk mode, so I can have pizza. I can yeah. have this. It's part of it. Yeah,
1: and exactly. And and humans, by definition, eat a little bit more. Eat a little bit too much. Like we we overeat. That's our tendency. I, ten I thought seat. you
0: were going to say humans, by definition, like excuses, like validations, because that's what the bulk phase is. A lot of people, the psychological. Language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can just do whatever I want.
1: That's how do it? Gonna, is, it right. is. It well, is. but no, but it's the same. So people, by definition, overeat a little bit. So when I say you need to be in a deficit, they eat a little bit more. So then I have to say, you need to be in a bit of a deeper deficit. If I say maintain, people eat a little bit more. If I say bulk, people (laughs) eat a little bit more. So the last thing I wanna tell someone is to bulk because essentially when people start to feel chubby and start to feel fat, they will give up and want to diet. And if that happens after two months, they haven't gained significant amounts of muscle. So I say, look, you're an entrepreneur you're a normal person, you have life. You don't need to bulk. You don't want to bulk. You want to go to maintenance and you'll eat a little bit more than maintenance. And maybe we can increase it by hundred or 200 calories in two, three months time, but you're going to shoot for maintenance and you will gain muscle in that process. And that's what I put the vast majority of the people I work with on on muscle gain is I put them on maintenance because then they go out on the weekend and it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, all of these things bump up the calories a little bit and they end up gaining muscle at pretty much the perfect pace. They still gain a bit of fat because this is an anabolic process. You can't build muscle in isolation. You will build a little bit of fat as well. Because remember, all of the tricks that we said for building muscle and losing fat at the same time are all kind of transient windows when you're a newbie after an injury upping the intensity of training this none of these last forever so now that he's in a long-term bulk phase we can't keep upping the intensity of training so what we need to so now he is going to gain fat and gain muscle at the same time so we need to keep that to a minimum so he stays in this phase as long as possible to gain as much muscle as possible and then at some point he might diet again to look shredded for the beach and then in the long term just to zoom out once you've got a critical mass of muscle, it's very easy to stay in shape a long time. Oh, sorry, uh, it's very easy to stay in shape long term. And actually, when you have muscle, you can look a lot leaner when you're fatter, which is basically my main trick.
0: <laughs> okay, so I think this is something really big to, to point out because this is where also I was getting a little bit confused. It's to differentiate between, let's call it, Long-term, real-world, and transient windows. And during the transient windows, you can have muscle and phallus at the same time, but otherwise you're just going to have to do this in stages.
1: Yeah. And and even during those transient windows, don't try to do both at the same time. Just accept that it might be happening and don't try to do both because you'll miss both. Like, focus, and for the vast majority of people, unless you've got a clear six-pack, focus on fat loss first. Because it builds the discipline that you need to do this. You'll probably gain muscle at the same time. And it will prime you to be in a muscle-building environment, i.e. a calorie maintenance slash slight surplus, for enough time to actually gain some muscle. Six months at the very, very least, if not 12.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Makes and of the sense.
1: psychologically, the way to do that is not to bulk, not to say I'm going to start eating a load of fucking food. Because a diet, I mean, there's maybe a twenty percent difference in calories between a diet and maintenance slash slash surplus. That's not a lot. In two hundred calories, that's four hundred. Sorry, in two thousand calories, that's four hundred extra. That's nothing. That's like a, you know a tablespoon of peanut butter and a scoop of ice cream. So yeah. when people are like right, it's bulk time. It's like no, 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 no. You can have <laughs> a little bit of extra food. Came the beast. <laughs> Exactly, and this is and honestly, a huge part of coaching is not losing the fat it's coming in for a soft landing, so when you reach your goal you don't rebound yep. and that 's a huge part of this is just bringing people back up just to this maintenance, which is not that many more calories and and settling them in that position, resetting this kind of mental set point essentially um and that 's what I call a soft landing, and that 's phase two essentially of any any health transformation, reintegrating into normality.
0: Question, how do you prepare them for, this, for a psychological soft landing once they don't have those beginner gains anymore? Once they're done with that transient window where everything was kind of amazing and progressing really fast, and, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, hey, welcome to the real world. You're not going to gain a kilo of muscle every month yeah. or whatever it may be.
1: You, you talk about it from the beginning and people go insane. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I haven't even hit my goal yet. I'm like, look, you will hit your goal. Right. For you, this is the first time doing it. For me, you know, this isn't my first rodeo. So I'm telling them, this is what's going to happen when you hit your goal. You're going to lose the psychological motivation of weekly weight drops. You're going to lose the the rapid muscle gain, and you're going to have to fall in love with the process. You're going to have to just do this because you're doing this. But you're lucky because you're working with us, and we're building these habits and behaviors. So by the time you reach your goal, you'll also be near enough to an identity shift that you just do this shit because that's who you are and that's what you do. And it works perfectly. You can transition into just doing this because you love it rather than because you want to drop another pound this week, rather than because you've just gained 10 kilos on your bench press, you know, from last week.
0: This, so how we build long this in from this the start. Phase, yeah, like how long does this usually last? This kind of beginning honeymoon phase of the the transient windows or whatever it may be. I, I get, I understand that it differs however somebody comes to you and all that, but by and large, once somebody decides to get serious about this, get like professional help where they yeah. have proper, like I don't have a proper program, for example, I just kind of work out at yeah, my, yeah. the beach, I do my calisthenics. But when someone goes and uh, gets a proper workout done, gets a proper nutrition plan done, when does this gain period like, kind of fizzle out of it?
1: So we don't work with professional athletes because professional athletes, there is no gain period because they've already extinguished heart, all... You know? You just well, I mean, out. for you, it's different because, no, no, you're a professional athlete when it comes to jiu but not to lifting weights. Okay. So you will have a game period in the gym. Um, but if you're a total newbie and I've worked with a few guys like this, maybe 18 months wow. of pretty much consistent gains and there'll be plateaus, but the, the, the gains are pretty rapid for someone like Chris, maybe four to six months, um, and it's, these aren't newbie games for Chris because he's always been training. These are kind of uh, upping the ante newbie gains. Going exactly.
0: professional instead of just like broing around.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, there's always a period, and, and essentially that period just needs to be long enough for us to instill the back end instill the the behaviors the habits the identity shift to allow you to then make this a process and and stick to it forever and this is all the stuff that goes on in the background when we're coaching like you're looking at the the weight dropping and you're like yeah this is the most important thing and we're just like there's 90 percent going on behind the scenes (laughs) which is just (laughs) pitching you for this soft landing and when you land and and you know and, and everything's fine. You're like, yeah, this is what was supposed to happen. And we're like, thank fuck for that. Yes, yeah, this is what was supposed to happen. But we've been prepping for this for the last six months.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: so we're at right
0: around 30 minutes. Let's try to wrap this thing up a little bit. For people at home, even if they don't want to get coaching, for example, what would you recommend to them? What are their big takeaways from listening to this?
1: So you can build muscle and lose fat at the same time don't. Don't even try it. Start off aiming for fat loss. During the fat loss phase, you may or may not gain muscle. Let's tell ourselves a narrative that you will for any of the reasons above. Focus on the fat loss, build the habits that you need to sustain health long-term, lift weights during that time, and then once you reach your goal, focus on maintenance because that will be a calorie surplus for you. So have one goal, usually fat loss for most of the population. And then instead of bulking, do maintenance. That's a sentence. Done.
0: Yeah. So I like that is basically fat loss plus habits plus weightlifting. And then going into a maintenance mode once you said like, I'm pretty lean. That yeah. equals long-term fitness. It's called Long muscle term. gain. Muscle, yeah, yeah.
1: Health, fitness, muscle gain, whatever. Because And this is just a point to add, which I didn't mention earlier. Muscle is really good for health. It just changes how you process sugars. It changes how you process fats. It makes you metabolically healthy. It makes you more resilient to disease. Muscle is really, really good for you. And when you're old and and frail, frailty is just lack of muscle. The reason a lot of people need carers and go into care homes is because they're too frail to look after themselves. They can't get up if they fall. They break their hips. They can't get out of chairs. If you have muscle, you don't need any of that. So you need to start building that shit now.
0: Boom. Anything else to, to add? before we log off. I think that was a really great summer.
1: I mean, I think I think that's it. I think that's it All from right.
0: me. All right. So, we will see you guys on the next episode. Until
1: then, have a great week. Thank you so much, guys.